I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the chat mod expert. One more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, we are uh, a week past the last time we have watched a game of NBA basketball. That, and that cannot. That is not a real number. I just I cannot believe that. It just seems like it's been so much longer, right? It seems like it's been a month. Yeah, and I think, I forgot who it was on Twitter. It might have been one of the starters, guys, and said, this literally could have been the longest week of my life right now. And honestly, it it, it might be because it feels like that Jazz OKC night and when you know Luka and the Mavs played Denver, that it feels like that was an eternity ago. And it was just a week ago. I mean, you're listening, a lot of you guys are watching this live right now on Thursday night, but, you know, yeah, a lot of more will be listening on Friday, and it's just wild that this is where we're at and how how many big steps that has taken place over the past seven, eight days. It's incredible, and it, I mean, more and more players, more and more you know people are, are trickling in as testing positive. I think Marcus Smart is the big name today. The test is positive on Thursday. A lot more teams, and uh, you know, are, are testing. The Lakers apparently had two players test positive bunch of people in, in organizations they're not saying you know names or whatever but you're starting to see in the NBA how many people are testing positive with the coronavirus and uh, man like Adam Silver said on the jump or wherever he was I feel like Adam Silver's been on something every day but uh, we just don't know we just don't know when the NBA is coming back we don't know you know what it means for for the NBA and so Stick with us. We're just we're gonna keep going through this like it's the off season. So today we're doing a huge mailbag on the pod. Uh, like Isaac said, we are live on Hot Mic right now, and our plan for the rest of this hiatus, and maybe even through the season. I don't, I don't know uh, when the season comes back, and we'll probably do this for playoff games too. Is we're gonna be live on Hot Mic every single Thursday, every single Thursday night, um, going into the Friday podcast. So everybody that's on Hot Mic, we appreciate you guys joining us live. And everybody that's not, you guys can join us next Thursday. We'll probably do a game pod next Friday, next Thursday uh, pod. So you'll join us for another Sodom Shame, all that kind of stuff, and join. That was pretty fun last time. So, all right. On the pod today, we're doing a mailbag. And this is a new thing, and we're just we're going to take questions. So everybody in the chat right now, give us some of your uh, questions. Uh, send them in right now because we're just going to take them from Hot Mike. We didn't prepare any beforehand, didn't take any from Twitter, anything like that. Uh, X says the first question said or Christian said where's the intro the podcast people heard the intro the hot mic people did not hear the intro this time I didn't share it so uh, forget it uh, X said who were the Lakers that tested positive we don't know we don't know the answer to that yet and I what Isaac what do you think about the the teams that are you know sharing who is testing positive and the, and those that aren't it feels like the teams aren't sharing who tests positive but the players themselves are confirming right that's kind of what it feels like because it's player by player. 
Yeah, I mean, even when you look at the next day after the OKC Jazz stuff, Adam Silver went live on ESPN, and he, he used Rudy Gobert's name, and then he prefaced it, after, or he said after the fact, he's like, hey, I'm only using Rudy Gobert's name because Rudy Gobert has made that public now. Yeah. He has put that on yeah. his Instagram. So they're taking that part really serious of whoever does test positive, it's up to the player, it's up to you know the member of the organization, it's up to them to you know say that and to tell people that they have tested positive. And you know, like we said after the very the pod the very next day, we we're like, hey, this they're not going to be the, the last of them. And now it feels like left and right, there's players, members of organizations that are testing positive for this right now. So I, I think this this will continue over the next probably few days, maybe even weeks. And yeah, and hopefully none of those you know go the opposite direction. It feels like a lot of them are asymptomatic. They're you know getting better. They're feeling good through this, and hopefully uh, you know none of them goes the other direction. Yeah, um, Dom. Dom's question was: Do you think famous people slash athletes testing positive should be public knowledge or private info? I think it should be private info, unless the you know uh, the person or whoever is you know test positive that the subject I guess has revealed it and I think that's what's happened in all the cases that we've heard of you know like Tom Hanks reported on his Instagram I think Idris Elba reported it I think definitely Kevin Durant came out and he said he gave a statement to Shams Sharani I think that Marcus Smart you know made it public like I think that's what's happening right now is that it is private but these guys are making it known and I think that it kind of helps when a Tom Hanks has it when an Idris you know when they come out and say that they have it because it makes other people realize that it's real, right? When Kevin Durant comes out and says he tested positive for coronavirus, all of a sudden now that puts a face to this epidemic. And I think that t- makes people take it ser- more seriously. Just like when the NBA decided to you know, suspend the season, it all of a sudden made people start taking it seriously. Yeah, it's all about using your platform, right? I mean, yeah, and yeah. We, we see it all the time. You know, before you know this virus even happened, of players using their platforms to push either their brands or something that's going on in their lives. You see players using their platforms for you know uh, whatever religion that they believe in, and you know different things like that beyond basketball. Basketball puts you on this stage; it gives you a platform. How can you use that platform? Even us sometimes with our podcast, something mm-hmm. that we say all the time. We're like, hey, we know thousands of people listen to this podcast every single day. And we love talking about basketball, but one of the things we've made very, very clear, both of us have made a point of, we want this to be more of the basketball. We have said over and over again, our DMs are open, there's a lot of fear and anxiety going on right now, but even before this even happened, and we want to know, even though we don't know a lot of you personally, that we can always be there. I was just DMing with a listener a few nights ago, late at night, about some things, and that's the stuff that this podcast gives us a you know a tiny little platform that... Yeah, we can connect with you guys like that. So for NBA players right now, like Marcus Smart, Rudy Gobert, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant made it public because there is a role that we can play as a society right now. And sports, a lot of us look up to sports. A lot of us look up to these athletes and figures. And sometimes what they say can sway a lot of people. So I love the people who's coming out and saying, yeah, I tested positive. This is what we need to do to kind of slow and flatten this curve right now. Greg asked an interesting question on Hot Mike. He says, what was your first interaction like with an NBA player? I think mine was with Dorian. I think I asked Dorian about joining the team because it would have been in 2016, 17. It would have been like a long time ago when he was first, you know, not even sure if he was going to get like minutes on the team. He was, you know, like a fringe player. I think that was the first player ever talked to like one-on-one. Yeah. First interaction. Um, 
I'm going to take that question as far as like a first one-on-one because you have different little interactions with people, you know, like the sidles, like you you just in the locker room, that was with me and Dorian. I just kind of like stepped to the side. No one was talking to him. And then I just, you know, started talking to him, but one-on-one is a little different than that. Yeah. I mean, my very first, um, yeah, my very first thing was was a media day. So I was just, I mean, trying to figure out everything that was going on and yeah, I was scared and everything. And, I mean, I grew up, I've talked about this before, but I grew up in Kentucky just going to games as fans and all this stuff. I didn't, um, yeah, I don't want to go on the whole route of how we got here unless that's a question later on. But um, I didn't take the traditional route to get where I'm at right now as far as like journalism wise. I didn't go to school for journalism and intern at these companies, whatever. So it went from like, hey, I was a just a kid growing up in all trying to save up money with my family to go to these games to now I'm like in the locker room next to some of these guys that I watch on TV. So I was like freaking out. But I guess the first one on one interview I had was uh, Quincy Acey. And uh, just an awesome guy. I went to Baylor, <laughs> and you know he's on the Mavericks there for a little bit. And just a, such such a nice dude, and gracious with me because yeah, I mean I wasn't my questions weren't wasn't flowing <laughs> and stuff. And I eventually told him like you were my first like one on one interview, and, and you know he was just a super nice guy. So yeah, it was fun. Um, all right, coming up, let's rapid fire through some of these questions. We got a lot coming into Hot Mike. We appreciate everybody that's live with us. So let's, oh, let's rapid go. fire some of these questions coming up next. All right, Isaac, rapid fire some of these mailbag questions. Dylan says, what breed is Nick's dog? Nick's dog is a miniature schnauzer, and Isaac's dog is a golden doodle. They're very different sizes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. Sarah says, what's your second favorite Lockdown podcast? That's a great question. I had to listen to a lot of Lockdown podcasts when I was doing social, uh, and I'll continue to do that at some point, but right now it's on hiatus. I really... Everyone would think I would say Lakers, um, but I don't think it's Lakers. I really have enjoyed the Raptors podcast with Sean Woodley. Um, I'm The Nuggets one, I think, is probably one of our best ones. That has Matt Moore and Adam Morris on it. Um, yeah. th- those guys are really, really good. That's probably my answer. Uh, the Hollinger and Duncan one has some good episodes. I love you know John Hollinger, obviously. Uh, but maybe our best podcast on the whole network is, uh, is Locked on Fantasy. I love how you say, I love this duo pod, and then you say you love one guy. Hey. Anyway, keep going. I can say what I, I can say what I feel. <laughs> uh, the Lockdown Fantasy with Josh Lloyd might be our best podcast. Uh, and rejecting the screen—that's a new one that people have really gotten into. Uh, they do some, you know, ISO. Uh, they call them ISO interviews with uh, with you know people, Ryan Hollins and guys like that. Robert Sacre talking about Kobe—that was an interesting one. And then obviously any Lockdown NBA that I'm on, I enjoy those. <laughs> Um, yeah, Hollins and Duncan, I like them. Uh, I like what Jake Madison does with the Pelicans mm-hmm. podcast. Um, yeah, I like the Denver one too. Uh, Andre and says, David Locks with uh, Utah Jazz, of course. Shout out to David Locke. We got a shout out, David. Uh, Andre says, "What would your what would your reaction be if a Mavs player tested positive?" Uh, I don't think my reaction would change too much. Uh, I thought I saw a question earlier saying, "Hey, will you know will the Mavericks be tested?" I really, I firmly believe every team will be tested at some point. Um, well, how, the, the goal should be every every American should be tested, right? Like in our country, at least, like everybody should be tested at some point. So yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, for sure. Yes, and uh, <laughs> um, anyway. Yes, I, th- I think every team definitely will be tested at some point, and I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, if if a player tests a, you know, positive for it, then I don't think much changes. I, obviously, we want to know the details of this, 
of, you know, how they're feeling, how they're doing and, and all that stuff. And we'll all track that and see, you know, what's going on with that. But I mean, I think what the NBA came down to with today, you know, Tim Bottemps was, you know, tweeting out some stuff. And I was joking with, with Nick of, you know, players, they're, they're starting to shut down the facilities now that NBA teams have, you know, they're for a bit there for about a week there. They're allowing players to kind of, you know, kind of talk with the team and figuring out a time they could come up there and do like individual workouts. And now they're shutting all of that down. They're shutting all the facilities down to where players really can only work out there. And they're telling them not to go to any gyms or anything like that. But if they have like a house with a, with a court and stuff like there, they could do that. But a lot of these guys like Luka Doncic, he lives in an apartment near American airline center. Like he doesn't have a basketball goal and gym and stuff in his apartment. So I was joking with Nick. I was like, how many players are, you know, I said a certain player, I'm like, they're going to come back like 20 pounds heavier, 30 pounds heavier. (laughs) I'm waiting for all the Zion jokes. It's like Zion after the, you know, when the league comes back because everybody likes to take shots at Zion for some reason. But anyway, that, I think that news today is a, is a secret slash like hidden component to where this NBA season could go if they decide to bring it back because I don't think that helps it at all because I think what that does right there, as long as that policy stays in place, I think that extends the amount of time that they're going to have to give these teams and players before they can ramp up to like a playoffs. What what looked like if they could work out and do all this stuff with the facility, I think you could have looked like at a, like a five day training camp or something like that. But if they're going to do nothing into like that, I think it's going to have to have an extended amount of time before they're playing games. Yeah, because they're going to have to come back and get in shape. <laughs> right? Sorry, Henry. He said, LOL, rapid fire. <laughs> Isaac is Isaac is the king of turning rapid fire into long. Like, Isaac is the guy that if you gave uh, a short answer on a test, he, he actually like makes his own lines underneath the question, and he, he adds to it, which honestly makes him a really great podcast host. I've said this so many times because I can just, he's like a running back and he's not Todd Gurley. He's like a good one. Now I can just actually like hand the ball off to him and he could just talk. I mean, he just talked for what three minutes and I just sat here and wrote down other questions that we're going to get to. Okay. Continuing with the rapid fire. Henry says, Isaac, how does it feel that Auburn owns North Carolina? Um, Let's rapid fire through this next. No, you got to answer it. That's part of the rapid fire. You can't just pass on the question. I mean, I don't think they own North Carolina, but I mean. Monte says, have y'all talked about how the coronavirus could benefit some teams that have injured players? Yes, we have actually. We talked about that on, oh gosh, Monday, Tuesday. We talked about it on one of the days, days. one of the days this week. So so keep up on your lockdown Mavs, Monte. Uh, y'all ready for this? Sarah says, Nick, what does your shirt say? This is from the, the March for Our Lives, uh, the, uh, the, the rally, I guess, rally march that we did uh, about gun violence. Uh, Sater says, how good was Boris Diaw? Solid player. That's who I like to uh, model my game and my body after on the basketball court. So, yeah, Boris Diaw is my pickup game. <laughs> Old Boris Diaw. I love young <laughs> Boris Diaw with the Suns. I thought, I've always loved versatile players, you know, that can play a bunch of different positions. And he was a guy that, you know, he could play point guard and he could play center. Like, he could play all the different positions. I thought that, that he was just so good. Eric says, how did you guys get basketball-related jobs? The rapid-fire answer to that is you got to start somewhere. You have to start, and you have to just start creating things. I started with my own personal blog, 
And then I started with my own personal podcast that I made in my room. And guess what? I'm still making a podcast in my room. <laughs> just getting paid for it now. And you just keep working up. You try to get connections. I started going to games. I made some connections there. Made some connections on Twitter. Made some connections you know, here and there. And then you just keep working your way and, and diversifying yourself. Uh, Isaac, you know, can do a bunch of different things. I can do a bunch of different things with video, with, you know, podcasting, with writing, Isaac, can, you know, writing and now podcasting. And uh, you just, and with reporting with Isaac, uh, you just got to diversify yourself, try and find the thing that you're good at. And uh, that's the answer to that. Um, and then just keep working up. Christian. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't know if I needed to, or are you just going to keep, keep going? I'm trying to do rapid I- fire. I'm trying to do one or the other, but you know. I was just going to say passion trumps a lot of everything. Like if, if you are yeah. super passionate about something, I mean like truly passionate. Like look at Skip Bayless. Pa- <laughs> well, okay. I didn't say insane, but. <laughs> yeah, but I, the passion trumps everything. <laughs> that's true. Look at Shannon no, Sharp, the most, I, most passionate guy. <laughs> I came down to Dallas, you know, for a whole different career field and to do my master's, you know, six years ago, my wife and I moved here and you know, on the side, I just started writing for free for a blog at Fansided because I'd never lived in a city of professional you know, sports franchise before and I always loved Dirk. So I'm like, cool, fun. And in a matter of no time, I went from an unpaid writer to an, to the editor of the website to then getting credentialed a year or so later, uh, mainly because of relationships I built. And then from that, I turned that into actually writing for, you know, the team itself on maps.com. And so it's just a matter of steps and passion. You know, I obviously started off writing for free because it was just a passion. Yep. But in a lot of networking, building relationships with players. When the Mavericks first approached me uh, about coming on board and writing, it was a lot of off the court stories because I did have relationships with players and stuff. You know, a lot back then, of a lot of off the court stuff, whether it's about uh, religion stuff or just stuff they did off the court. I went to community events. Harrison, I was just looking back at some of my uh, chats with Harrison Barnes the other day and where me and him were talking about uh, a uh, one of his camps they used to put on here in Dallas. And I'm like, man, I miss having HB in Dallas. But yeah, networking, passion, and yeah, obviously what you put in. Yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's with everything in life, not just sports. So uh, I can talk about that all day. Isaac also was was being creative in you know that Dirk story that you did where you talked to all different kinds of players. And that story got around like where you talked about you know, them playing yeah. against Dirk and possibly his last season, that was huge for you. Sarah said, thoughts on Lucas Man Bun? Um, it's funny. I hope he looks like Ricky Rubio come the fall. Yeah, I hope he still keeps it. Uh, just keep it, man. Just just roll with it at this point. Um, if the Mavs face the Lakers in the playoffs, how do y'all think that they would fare? Uh, I think they would lose in five games. Boo. Rapid fire. Let's go. Um, how would they fare? You're giving them two games? I think at least goes six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, a couple other questions. Uh, Mike says, when are the Mavs going to get tested? Uh, we don't know. And they could have been tested and just not reported it. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, and they could have just left it up to the players themselves. Uh, it seems like Mark Cuban is trying to make the right moves in this, and it feels like players getting tested before the general public is not necessarily the best decision, the best thing right now, uh, especially since those players have access to, um, you know, medical treatment other than like going to a hospital or doctor. So it feels like they're going to maybe wait on that. And uh, the other thing about getting tested so early in this is that you're going to have to test again. And right now people need it more than NBA players. I think personally, that's just what I think about this. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know the timeline on that. We don't know. Uh, oh, this is the question that always gets asked to us. Aswin says, who would win one-on-one between Nick and Isaac? I think I would destroy you in Connect 4. <laughs> well, do I get Rondo on my team? Yeah, he, or... didn't say, he didn't say basketball. That's true. Didn't say basketball. I didn't know if Rondo, I can use Rondo for Connect 4. But um, Eric says, how many Mavericks hats does Isaac own? A uh, decent amount. Yeah, I don't know. No, just give it a number. Seven. Give it a number. He won't know. Seven to ten. <laughs> Somewhere through there. Eddie says, why can't Nick comment on players' relationships? Ooh. Oh, no. Who, who, who asked that? Eddie. Let's, uh, Eddie. Okay, here we go. We'll save this no, one for no. the, we'll save this one for the stream. After the podcast, I'll, I'll talk. You're not going to say the name. No, 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 I won't. But after the podcast, we'll talk about it. Uh, where's Isaac's wall of fame? His jerseys. Cause I got my wall of fame kind of, but where's yours? You got, uh, he's actually, got that whole Dirk. He's got this whole Dirk like memorial thing. Yeah. And my, uh, my work office, I have more of my stuff in the work office. I have a framed jersey in uh my office that dirk signed for me so i was super excited about that uh he signed this jersey to me and then i have a bunch of pictures and stuff from my time with the Mavs, you know so far so but that's like framed in my my office at work that's much nicer than the setup i have at home right now tyler says how did you get picked to do the locked on mavericks podcast I was um, recording the Seeing Stars podcast, a podcast I had started with uh, other classmates of mine of D- at DBU, Dallas Baptist University, and I sent uh, that. I sent um, the personal podcast that I had been doing. I sent all those samples to David Locke when they were looking to start the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. They decided to go with uh, Jake Kemp and with uh, Mike Marshall, uh, understandably, <laughs> instead of me. And uh, this was even before Isaac. This was before I was even good friends with Isaac. And yeah. then uh, Jake and Mike did it for a while, and then Jake and Mike decided to stop doing it because it's a grind, and they have actual jobs, uh, and we didn't necessarily have actual jobs at the time. And so um, they David Locke came back to us. He replied to my original email that I had sent to him, you know, even way before Jake and Mike even started, and he responded to that and said, "Do you got you know? Do you want to still do this?" And I said, "Yes." He said, "All right, it's yours. You know, pick a co-host or just do it solo." And uh, I actually wanted to be friends with Isaac. We weren't really that great of friends. I just thought he would do a really good job, and so I called up Isaac, and he was like, "Heck yeah, I'll do it." We'd done one podcast together, yep. uh, and on DBU's campus, and then yeah. I remember I came out of a John Legend concert with my wife and Nick called me with this idea and I'm like a daily podcast that's a freaking grind <laughs> and at, at the beginning our original idea was we record this we're both night owls and this is before I had any kids and we're like all right midnight every night it's super late for you know like 30 minutes that was the our thing and then never thought that it would turn into this amount of following and how many people listen slash what we do now of like even the guests we've had on if a lot of you are new like uh, yeah in the past we have mark cuban and front office people and harrison barnes different stuff like that so it's just i've never i never could imagine where this podcast has led us now from when we first started this but yeah, before we did this podcast, I was like a no-name person in Mavs media, and uh, recently, I don't know if you guys saw, but I was voted the second best Mavs Twitter account on Twitter recently in a recent poll. That was incredible. For a Lakers fan, it was wild. <laughs> it's pretty wild. All right, coming up, let's get into some more of these questions. Hopefully, Isaac will learn how to do rapid fire coming up next. <sighs> All right, Isaac, we have so many questions that we haven't got to. Man, people in chat are killing it. Um... Rico says, is Rick Carlisle on your Mount Rushmore of GOAT coaches? 
Man, Mount Rushmore is four, right? That's four coaches. I think you have Red, Phil Jackson, probably Pat Riley. Uh, I'm probably forgetting Greg and Greg Popovich. Like, I don't think he's cracking that group. And there's probably somebody I'm forgetting. Oof. Yeah, I think you, you definitely got to put our back on there and Pop and, and Phil. Phil. And then it's that fourth one that you're just trying to figure out at that point. And there's a lot of people. I mean, if you want to go wins route, you want to go championship Donnie route. Or Don Nelson. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just too many to pick one. I mean, yeah, Rick is highly regarded among coaches around the league and just people in general around the league. Uh, I was just listening to Bill and Ryan Rosillo the other day, and I forgot when Rick worked for ESPN or TNT or one of them, and Rosillo was just talking about watching a game with Rick one time, and I'm like, dang, I can't even imagine Rick outside the coach <laughs> setting right now. But anyway. Or being nice. <laughs> Matt, says, no Matt says, can we see the doodle tonight? Do you know what he's talking about? My golden doodle, honey. Oh, the doodle. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Um, Maybe at the end. Ryan says, did you see so- Robert Sacre's dunk contest overseas? Yes. Yes, I saw it, and it was very bad. Have you seen Ryan, uh, Robert Sacre's dunk contest? I would watch that dunk contest right now if it was live. I'd be here for it. Mike says, how are you guys spending your time social distancing besides the Mavericks podcast? Um... Yeah, I mean, for me right now, I was, uh, you know, we have a newborn, so I mean, I, I'm getting a lot of time, a lot of family time uh, with my wife and my two kids, and you know, our, our daughter is almost a month old, which is crazy, and our son is just going absolutely bonkers right now, and uh, so yeah, it's been fun and it's good. We're actually home people, so this isn't driving us nuts. Uh, we like being at home as a family and doing different things. I literally put my my kid set in in a diaper box today and just colored on this box forever. And it's stuff like that that we just have fun doing as a family. So that's what we're doing. And then we do stuff like this for the pod. So it's fun. Wolf game set. Wolfgang says day six of self distancing. Panic bought a PS4. Do you guys game? What should I play? Man, we I I. very casually game uh breath of the wild is my favorite game ever it's on switch uh but ps okay here we go i got one i got one Uh ps4 i don't have one i wish i did for this reason alone chuck daly's a good one by the way wolf game this is you there is a game being developed right now on what we call playstation dreams it's like this it's this game where people can make their own games on it and someone is creating an Avatar The Last Airbender game that looks amazing. Oh and it's only on PlayStation. So get Dreams and get the Avatar game. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. If you if you go to uh, YouTube and just search Avatar game uh, on Dreams, and you can see that. So there you go. That's the game you should get. Also, I've heard, I've heard Spider-Man is very good. Um, yes. I do game. I play some Xbox. I like to play uh, Rocket League when the kids go to sleep and uh yeah rocket league i'm trying out some Warzone right now that's been fun uh for me and some of my guys and yeah that's pretty much it i've been kind of trying to get back into gta a little bit i don't know if some of y'all play gta much but uh i've been trying to get back into that a little bit it's always fun to hop on gta and mess around for a bit rico said i knew he was gonna say avatar and uh kung fu knight said secret tunnel secret tunnel whatever the crap that is um is that Staples? Mark song? Cuban says, do y'all need me to call up Jalen Brunson to get him on the pod that I listen to every day? Yes, Mark Cuban, thank you for listening every day. If you are out there, please let Jalen Brunson know because he said he would come on the pod via GIF on Twitter, and then he uh, he has not 
gone back to oh, us. He's not gone back to us. That's where we're at. He's he's busy right now. He is. Um, <laughs> oh man. Uh, so so Nicholas, many. I'm sorry to disappoint you. So many questions. Whatever that means. Anthony says, "Do you consider Maxi to be one of the triple dirts?" Well, according to um, oh my gosh, what's the Bleacher Report thing? Game of Zones. According to Game of Zones, mm. he is one of the triple dirks, right? Yeah, he is also his son. We 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 don't have to go through that story on the podcast. We'll do it on the stream later. But uh, <laughs> um, anyone watch Game of Zones? Yes, that we we have watched Game of Zones. Jacob says, "Who do y'all play with on 2K besides the Mavs?" This is for you, Isaac. And he says, "Besides the Lakers, for Nick." I actually haven't played 2K in a long time. I'm a very casual gamer, so. I don't play much uh, play now or like franchise stuff. I mean, I played uh, Mavericks franchise stuff, but um, I normally just play with my my player and try to not spend a lot of money on VC and just try to build my guy up. But yeah, when I was playing, that's what I did too. Is my player? What I don't do play two K much anymore, by the way. Um, a lot of questions. A lot of questions from the same people. I'm trying to get multiple people in here. Uh, Kiara says, besides Luca and KP, do you guys think who do you think are untouchable on the team? This is a great question. Besides Luka and KP? Who are untouchable on the team as far as trades? No, nobody else. No one else. Everyone's on the table. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think Maxi or Dorian? No, I mean, everybody can have, be had for the right price. Brunson on his so. contract? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I think all of them could be could be had in any type of you know deal. I mean, yeah, if you're talking to somebody else, you're talking to the Wizards call in the offseason, they're saying, hey, we'll take a com- combo of these players for Brad Beal, then – you're not hanging up the phone probably. So I think it's KP and Luca and, and that's, you know, pretty much the untouchables right now. Christian said, what happened to the Nick Van Exero? That was a podcast I did for Mavs Moneyball. I ended up not being like worth my time to do that one. Cause I was starting to do the Dawkins gig and uh, I just didn't have enough time to do that podcast and this one. And so I decided just to keep this podcast, do Dawkins. Cause Dawkins, when I was doing those videos, I mean, I was cranking out a bunch of videos and those take so much time. So bring I- back Dawkins. Yeah, free, free, free Dawkins. Um, oh, Rico said, "What's your perfect pizza?" This is a good one to end for the podcast. Isaac, what's your perfect pizza? Guys, I, I'm gonna disappoint a lot of you guys when it comes to food because I'm a really like plain guy, so I'm not too, too extravagant. Um, I like yeah, pepperoni, sausage, ham, bacon. No, 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 no. Come on, Isaac. The question from Rico what? was. What's your perfect pizza? The perfect one. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, right now, currently my perfect pizza, and it changes it changes a lot, but my perfect pizza right now, there's this place down here. This It's called Lenny's, and this guy from New York you know, retired down here, and he basically started this restaurant. It's New York pizza. I love New York yeah. pizza. And... Uh, it's just pepperoni and this New York pizza. It's the it's the perfect. It's like their classic pizza, but it's perfect for me. It has like the grease that sits on top. It has the flat crust. It's just it it's delicious. It's my favorite. That's my favorite pizza right now. It's my perfect pizza. Lenny's. I would never say pineapple. Favorite. I've never tried it. It just looks absolutely gross to be on a pizza. So I just I silently judge people who eat that on pizza. But a ser- if you're in Dallas, I love serious pizza down at Deep Alum. That's a that's mm. a good pizza and it's like massive yeah we got a pizza pizzas, there man. one time i had to open up the back of our truck or like our suv just to put it in the back because it was so big <laughs> you open up the back 
There you go. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavericks podcast. If you're on Hot Mic, we're still going to stay on and answer some more questions for a, for a little while. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>